First Peter chapter 4, and we got a couple verses in Spanish. First Peter chapter 4, and I'm going to call this message, And This We Will Do. How many of you guys believe we're in the end times? You believe we're in the end times? Let's go on. First Peter chapter 4. And we'll start at verse, uh, what did I say, Amanda? Verse 7. It says, but the end of all things is at hand. I love the message translation. It says, everything's about ready to be wrapped up. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. And above all things, watch this, here it is. Have fervent love for one another. Have fervent love for one another. Why? I mean, the Bible says that in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. But James is telling us here, or Peter is telling us, that it's all about ready to be wrapped up. Jesus Christ is about ready to come. So even more so ought to we have fervent love for one another. For the love will cover a multitude of sins. And we don't cover over sins. We don't cover up sin. But it will cover over a multitude of sins. Verse 9, be hospitable one to another without grumbling. Ah, there comes the neighbors again. There they come again for prayer. There they come again with all their problems. Ah, shut the lights. Shut the door. And hide behind the wall like Pastor Mike did when his pastor came over. Now he don't hide. Be hospitable to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, minister to it to, or minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Verse 11, if anyone speaks, let him speak as the oracles of God. If anyone ministers, let him do it as with the ability Notice that, the ability which God supplies, that in all things God may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom belong the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Now for my Spanish-speaking brothers, because Brother Demi at one time, it was, I said, there's everybody left the mental, solo yo. And we were reading the book of Job. You remember those messengers that came to Job? Everybody's died, and I'm the only one that has survived to come to tell you. I was talking to Brother Demi. Brother Demi is 99.9% survival rate over the last year, I think. Ya tienes un año con nosotros? Vas a cumplir un año? So, el primera de Pedro 4 dice, Ya se acerca el fin de todas las cosas, así que para ahora bien, Manténganse en sobrios y con la mente despejada. Sobre todo, ámense los unos a los otros profundamente, porque el amor cubre multitud de pecados. Practiquen la I can never say that word, hospitalidad entre ustedes sin quejarse. No te quejes. Cada uno ponga el servicio. De los demás. Notice that everybody has a gift to others. El don que haya recibido administrando fielmente la gracia de Dios en sus diversas formas. El que habla 
Hágalo como quien expresa las palabras mismas de Dios. I'm going to change that word. El que predica. El que, how do you say evangelize? Hágalo como quien expresa las palabras mismas de Dios. El que presta algún servicio. Hágalo como quien tiene el poder de Dios. Notice that. If you're going to do it, do it with power. Hallelujah. That sometimes in Spanish makes more emphasis. Así Dios. What did you do? I wasn't done. Así Dios. Se, será glorificado. If you're going to do the work of the God, of, of work of God, do it with power. Así Dios será en todo alabado por medio de Jesucristo a quien sea la gloria. God in these last days is, is calling you to use your gifts. To be strengthened in your gifts. How many of you know that you have a place of service? A place of service in the kingdom of God. First Corinthians chapter 12. First Corinthians 12, chapter 12. And they have it up on the screen. But I got to turn it. I got to open it in my Bible. He says, now concerning spiritual gifts. Brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. In other words, I want you to know about spiritual gifts. I want you to have spiritual gifts. I want you to discover your spiritual gifts. And I love what verse 2 says. And you know that you were Gentiles carried away to these dumb idols however you were led. Now in the church, the gifts of the Spirit are not so that we can be carried away. You know, some, some churches get carried away with some gifts and carried away with other gifts. And there's some churches that, that say some gifts have ceased, so stop using them. Well, my next chapter, my next verse, if all gifts have ceased, we're living in the last days. The Bible says in Joel chapter 2, now in the last days, and it shall come to pass afterward, you were there that I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh, your sons and your daughters. Notice it says, shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. So if the Bible says that gifts will cease while we're living in the last days, Paul the apostle said, every one of us has a gift. Peter said, every one of us has a gift. So discover your gifts. Find your gifts and develop your gifts because we're living in the last days. So this morning, I want to urge you, if you have a spiritual gift, if you don't have one, you can receive one by impartation. Romans 11.1, 1, Paul said, I long to see you, brothers and sisters, so that I might impart a spiritual gift to you. How many of you know, some of us, when we came to this ministry, we, we, we didn't have the gift of nothing. We had the gift of problems, the gift of issues. But all of a sudden, you start hanging around with the pastor. You start hanging around with the evangelist. And God says, I'm going to impart to you a gift of evangelism. I'm going to impart to you a gift of preaching. I'm going to impart to you a gift. You get some gifts by impartation. It's just like that little girl in the kitchen watching mama make tortillas. This morning, my wife, she imparted hunger to me this morning. She got up real early and started chopping up the tomatoes and making green chilies too and pozole. And I said, I better get up and leave the house and get to church and start working on my stew 
There's imparted gifts. You know, when I was 17 or 18, I used to travel with Lito. I didn't know a single sermon. I didn't have one. I would preach out of Matthew 7 or just read something. But I really believe that you know, one of those, when one of those times when I went with Pastor Lito to this church in Glendale, Arizona, there was a pastor there. His name was Pastor uh, Vasquez, David Vasquez. He had a church called In Him, and he was a word of faith preacher. He was a rhema preacher. He, he, was a, he was Hispanic, and he, he went out to be with the Lord, but his son took over the ministry. I think it's David Vasquez Jr. He had a thriving ministry in Glendale, Arizona. I remember one of the a few times I went, and that's the first time in church that I saw a conga. And Pastor David Vasquez, and I only thought about this recently, Pastor David Vasquez was playing a set of congas, and I went when I got home and went and bought, bought some. And I thought, I want to play those. I didn't ever grew up playing music while we had my fault. My stepdad was a musician, but I never grew up around Latin music. So I say, thank you, God, for, I mean, just that visual. He imparted to me a spiritual gift. He didn't ever pray for me. He, I just remember, boom, when he hit it. I was like, wow, I was different in the service to, to, to see a conga playing. So you have a gift. If you don't have a gift, we'll lay hands on you. And you can, and you can receive a gift. You can receive a gift. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. It says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Not every ministry is the same in Espanola. Not every minister is the same, but he's the same Lord. He says, uh, verse this is 1 Corinthians 12, verse 5. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all and in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Notice that. For the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Now, Paul said in the beginning, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want, I don't want you to ignore them, and neither do I want you to be ignorant, but neither do I want you to stop seizing using the gifts because people get carried away. But I want you to, when, when you are under operation of spiritual gifts in the church, manifestation of the spirit that is given for the profit of all. In other words, if I'm preaching, it's for your profit. If I'm prophesying, it's for your profit. If I'm speaking in an unknown tongue, it's not for me. There is private prayer, but it's for you. When that's why we interpret tongues. And we do it with decency and in order. The Bible says, do not despise prophecies and do not forbid speaking in tongues. Do not forbid it. If you don't understand the language, maybe you ought to learn the language. Let's go on. To another faith by the same spirit. Not all of us have the same faith. Not every pastor, and I'm not bragging or boasting, but not every pastor in this valley has the faith to receive this property. Hello? This, this right here is because someone believed and had faith. We're in this location because someone had faith to believe it. Not everybody's on the central epicenter of Espanola. 
Someone had the faith to believe it. Yes. You know, I remember when, 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 when we first started and we didn't have the resources and Pastor Mike making calls to try to get the money. And now I see my wife like that. She, she operates under more faith. We op- I sometimes operate out of more doubt than fear. And she, well, how are we going to pay that bill? Where's this money going to come from? To some, to another faith by the same spirit. To another, the gift of healings by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. And boy, do we need that today in America. To discern spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works all in all things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. The Holy Spirit wills to distribute gifts to you as he wills. But are you willing? See, oh, I don't want that gift, brother. No. Do you will to receive the gift? I love what he said in, I think it was 1438. This is pretty amazing. Paul said, but I don't have that one there, so don't look for it. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Some people have the gift of ignorance. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. But he says, if, 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 if some people choose to be ignorant, let them be ignorant. But I don't want to be ignorant. How many of you have a gift and say, Lord God, I don't want to be ignorant of my gifts. I want to develop my gifts. I want to excel in my gifts. Somebody say it. Excel in the gifts. He says, desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you prophesy. Wherever that one was at. He says, this desire spiritual gifts. Pursue love and spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. And then in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 14, he says, well, let's go on. 1 Corinthians 14, 12, they have it, but I'm going to just go ahead and read it from here. It says, even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, notice because a lot of people want spiritual gifts, he says, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. Let it be for the building of the church that you seek to excel in your gifts. How many of you guys know that God wants to build a church in Espanola? He wants to build a powerful church, a, a, a church that would do great things, that would reach into all prisons of the United States. That we would reach more people, but we will not excel if we do not excel in our gifts. Because a gifted church, a people with gifted church, this is not in my notes, thank you Holy Spirit. A church full of its gifts, and a church full who, 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 who develops their gifts will excel. Will excel. Even so, since you are zealous for spiritual gifts, let it be for the edification of the church that you seek to excel. He said in verse 37, if anyone thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things which I write to you are the commandments of the Lord. But if anyone is ignorant, let him be ignorant. Therefore, brethren, desire earnestly, notice that, to prophesy and do not forbid to speak in tongues. Let all things be done in decency and in order. So the gifts that you operate in in the church are for the benefit of all. They're for the excelling of the church. But I want to talk about the spiritual gifts that God has given to us. Now, in Hebrews 11, in Hebrews 11, he asks a question. He says, do all prophesy? Or it's Hebrews 12. Do all prophesy? 
Well, let's, we'll, start, we'll start right here with Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was born, notice the faith that was needed for this. When he was born, was hidden three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Notice that is why if you don't vote for a candidate for anything else, you ought to vote for him because they stand up for life. And not just because they say it, but that they actually have an endorsement from the right to life. You go look at their voting record. By faith, when Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. Notice, by faith, when he became of age, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God rather than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Uh, some translations say the fleeting pleasures of sin because sin is pleasurable, but for a moment. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked for the reward. Now we know that Moses had a calling from God. God uh, specifically set Moses aside to use him to deliver his people. But Moses had to develop his gifts. Now, I don't know what kind of gifts you can develop in the wilderness hanging out with a bunch of sheep. But one thing that we know that Moses developed was a keen ear to listen to the Spirit of God. When God told him, I want you to go and set my people free, Moses had to develop gifts of dependence on God. Because it was not for his prophet that God set him aside, but it was for the prophet of all. And so if you have a kingdom vision, if you have a purpose within the church, is it your vision or is it your purpose? Or do you have a gift or do you have a dream for the prophet of all? For the prophet of all, the Bible says that God gives church, gives, gives, gives to us for the benefit and for the profit of all. How many of you guys want to profit? Not financially, but spiritually. You can't profit both ways. But God says, I want my church to excel in spiritual gifts, but especially they may prophesy. Oh, how we need discerning voices today in America, in our churches and in our pulpits. We need men who can believe God for the impossible. We need God who can, we need men and women of God who can, who can speak hope. So I came up with three things on how you could use the gift of prophecy. Now there are many gifts. We only get one or two Sundays a month to develop these. So I can't go talk about all the gifts and what they mean. But I want to tell you that if you're going to prophesy, how many of you guys know that we're always excelling? We're always prophesying. We're always giving. We're always serving to excel. We're always giving to build up, not tear down. We're always serving to build up, not turn down. If you're going to speak, speak to build up. If you're going to preach, preach to build up. If you're going to give, give to build up. Some of us have an encouraging word with, with people, but we think it's, a, we, we rather we discourage them. I ain't getting no help in here this morning. Some of us, oh, I got to give that brother a warning. Well, give him the warning, but give it to him in love. Don't tear him down and spit him out, but lift him up. After you encourage him and admonish him, encourage him to lift up his eyes and look up because your redemption draweth near. So if you're going to prophesy, the Bible says to do everything in love. But if you're going to prophesy, if you're going to develop the gift in, of prophecy, it says prophesy in love. 
prophesy in love. In other words, speak to people in the love of Christ. Notice he says, excel. That because love covers over a multitude of sins. If I prophesy in love, I'm telling the brother, yes, I know that you might not be right, but Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus Christ's love is available to you. The Bible says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part. And sometimes as a church, we love in part. Well, I love that brother, but I don't love that brother. I love that sister, but I really do love that sister. We choose who we want to love. As a matter of fact, in uh, Romans chapter 12, but in Romans chapter 12, Paul says like this, and I'll just read it out of my Bible because he says, to everyone who think, who everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dwelt to each one a measure of faith. As we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. As a matter of fact, I think it's in 1 John chapter 2, verse 20, Paul in the King James Version says, and you have an unction, and you have an anointing. He says not all members have the same function, and I wrote in my Bible, and not all have the same unction. The guys thought that was funny when I sat down to teach them. So if you're going to function, function with unction. We grew up with preachers that would preach that. Function with unction, function with anointing. So we being many are one body in Christ and individual members of one another. Verse 6, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Notice what he's saying. If we're going to prophesy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Sometimes when we speak to someone, do we speak to them in an encouraging way to elevate and to excel them in their faith? Or have we just destroyed their faith? Well, I guess if she said, I can never change, I never will. If he said, I can never change or never do something, I guess I never will. So he says, if you're going to prophesy, prophesy in love. Let us prophesy in proportion to our faith or ministry. Let us use it in our ministry. He who teaches in teaching. The Bible says in Romans 13, that government is instituted among men. And he says that, the governor, the, the, those that serve in government are ministers for those who do good. It's the same word that is used here and in the same word that Paul uses for deacon. So for those of you guys that are in public office, you are a deacon according to the Bible, to the people that you serve. You're a public servant. You're a public deacon or ministry. Let us use it. In our ministry, he who teaches in teaching, he who exhorts in exhortation, he who gives with liberality. Oh, brother, I just give the tithe. Some of us don't even give the tithe. We give the inth. He says, those who give with liberality, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy with mercy. Love without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil and cling to what is good. Verse 10, I'm reading out of Romans chapter 12. Be kindly affectionate to one another. 
with brotherly love. Notice this scene is if you're going to prophesy, prophesy in love. Because love covers over a multitude of sins. In honor, giving preference to one another. Not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, being patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayers, distributing to the needs of the saints, and given to hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, and bless and do not curse. Man, that is a spiritual gift in itself. Some of us need the, need the spiritual gift of blessing rather than cursing. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Be of the same mind toward one another and do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. So Paul says that love will cover over a multitude of sins. Desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. And I'm going to add to that. If you prophesy, prophesy in love. Prophesy in love. And the next one is if you're going to prophesy, and I think he touched this on a couple other bases. He says if you're going to prophesy, prophesy in hope. When you speak an encouraging word to someone, it's not to ruin their hope. It's not to destroy their hope, but it's always excelling their hope. When you give a word to someone, is it excelling them in their hope? You're giving them something to reach for. As a matter of fact, in Titus chapter 2, you have that one. up For the grace of God that brings salvation. Now here's a good way to prophesy in hope. He says, to the grace of God that brings salvation. That has appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age. Notice this, looking for the blessed hope. I don't know about you, but I'm looking for a blessed hope. There's a lot of preaching and a lot of prophesying that is doom and gloom. America's going to be destroyed. America's going to be bombed. America's going to be brought to his knees. And I believe we have, but we have a blessed hope. And I'm prophesying in hope this morning that Jesus Christ will come again. I'm looking forward to his. Notice the Bible says a blessed hope and a glorious appearance. It's not going to be a disastrous appearance. Yes, he's going to judge the world. He's going to separate the sheep from the goats. But it's a blessed hope. We're always, we're always preaching up, preaching hope. That I have a future home waiting for me. That I have a place in heaven reserved for me. Paul the Apostle reminded us that the God who calls the things that are not as though they were. You know, I don't know what your circumstances look like. Man, I got a son in prison. And you know how many times the devil has lied to me and whispered, what use is it? And he tried to take me out of prison ministry for a season but that led to my next one and you guys are gonna trip out because we ran out of ink actually we ran out of wi-fi and it was supposed to stay faith but it's there 
Because how many of you guys know that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen? Now, you don't see faith written up here. Now, I see, you know, people might say, your son's in prison, but God is working on him. God calls the things that are not as though they were. So I prophesy in faith. I know you're not living right. I know you're not doing right. But I prophesy to you in faith that you will get it right. That you will get it done. Desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. Desire spiritual gifts, but that you might prophesy in love, that you might prophesy in hope, that you might prophesy in faith. Life can be discouraging. Life can come with its ups and downs. But I'm excelling. I'm excelling. I'm going to seek the gifts that will excel. I'm going to seek the gifts that will build me up. And I pray that you would make that determination to say, Lord, I'm going to seek to grow in my faith. I'm going to seek to grow in my gifts. And I don't know what gifts you have, but if you're not sharing them, you're holding back the church. Because the Bible says that the church will grow when every one of us grow. Every one of us has a gift. What is your gift? And it's not just to give money. Because some people say, well, I give my offering. I serve on ushering once a week. But have you considered, you know, when I started this Next Steps discipleship class with these kids, some of them were so good at it, at filling out the surveys and answering the questions. I said, do you see yourself possibly teaching this? They said, yeah, I can help someone. There was impartation. So the Apostle Paul says, covet, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Let me read verse 1 again. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be ignorant. He says, I don't want you to be carried away like you used to be when you served idols. And then in verse 27, he says, now you are the body of Christ. And members individually. And God has appointed these and the church first apostles. Now, this isn't any order, I don't think. Second, prophets, third, teachers, after that, miracles, and then gifts of healings, helps, administration, varieties of tongues. Are all a prophets? Are all apostles? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? Do all have gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? Well, the answer to that is no. But you can and you should. Because the Bible says to seek. As a matter of fact, the word is covet spiritual gifts. When's the last time you prayed and said, Lord God, oh, I want that gift. A few weeks ago, we commissioned some of you guys. How many of you guys have prayed for the sick using that oil? One, two, three. How many were healed? They didn't end up getting COVID, did they? Seek to excel in the gifts that will build the church. How many of you guys will say, Lord, I'm willing 
to discover my gifts. I'm willing to initiate the gifting of God. I may not have nothing, but Lord, I'm willing to be imparted some gifts. I remember when I was a teenager and I used to hear the pastors preaching. They said, if you want to be a preacher, you got to hang out with preachers. If you want to be an evangelist, you got to be with evangelists. Because how many of you know that you become like who you're with? If you're with the disgruntled and the hopeless and the faithless and the doubt peddlers, guess what you're going to be? Critical sarcasm and I sometimes have a problem I'm not very optimistic sometimes that's just the way God wired me are all apostles? no are all prophets? no are all teachers? no are all workers of miracles? do all have the gifts of healings? do all speak with tongues? do all interpret? here's what I'm going to finish with this last verse stand up to your feet but earnestly this is 1 Corinthians 12, 31. But earnestly, notice what he says there. Earnestly, but eagerly, desire the best gifts. Somebody say it, the best gifts. And let me tell you what, God doesn't give no preference. What are you good at? What are you better at? I guess how I should rephrase it. Are you better at preaching? Are you better at teaching? Are you better at how? Some of you are better at making bread and not so good at making tortillas. But come on. What are you better at? Let us develop the best gifts. He says, but earnestly desire the best gifts. And yet I show you a more excellent way. And then he goes on to begin to talk in love. I want to serve God with my best gifts. Some of you, your best gift is to stand out there and greet people in the name of the Lord and they'll come back to church next week. Some of you guys, your better gift is is praying for people and praying healing for people. Some of you guys have a best gift of faith. Some of you guys have a better gift than faith. Some of you guys have a better gift of hospitality. But how will you know? The Bible says to eagerly desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. It's time for us to excel. It's time for us to begin to excel. A church who discovers its spiritual gifts. And I'm not talking about just the pastors and the preachers and the teachers. I'm talking about the individual members who discover your gifts. You have gifts you're holding back out on. And God says, I want to impart to you spiritual gifts. I don't know what gift you have. I don't know if you have the gift of healing or the gift of faith or the gift of prophecy or the discerning of spirits. I don't know. But you got to surround yourself in the atmosphere to develop your gifts spiritually. Because we're living in the last days. According to 1 Peter chapter 4, let's put that verse up one more time. 1 Peter chapter 4, we're living in the last days. But the end of all things is at hand. Therefore, be serious and watchful in your prayers. As each one has received a gift, minister to to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If you're developing your gifts and using your gifts, 
If you're not, you're not being a good steward of your gifts. Are you being a good steward of the gift God gave you? There's a hurting world out there. And they're waiting for someone to speak to them in love. They're waiting for someone to prophesy to them in love. I know hope in the future looks bleak, but they're looking for someone who will go and speak hope and love to them. You are called to take faith to someone, but you got to eagerly desire it. You got to eagerly pursue it. 